0: shalom guys i'm justice and welcome to my podcast emet in last week's episode we talked about or we discussed the menorah how the menorah is the first artifact or the first furniture you see when you enter the holy place in this week's episode we will continue our journey into the holy place by discussing the other two furniture Yes, I said furniture because the plural of furniture is still furniture. Ah, I got you there. By discussing the other furniture in the in the holy place, that is the table of showbread and the incense altar. I hope this week's episode will be very short because next week and the week afterwards, we are going to talk about the ark. And the ark... Is a whole subject on its own. One of my teachers, Jeff Berner, has a lot of videos, has a lot of tutorials on the Ark and I always learn something new. Whenever I re-watch the video, yes, rewatch the video, something just pops up and I gain a new revelation of the Ark, which applies to my own life and even my own walk in Christ. So without wasting much time, without much ado, I didn't say I do, I said I do, so my friends listen well, without much ado, let's go straight into the other artifacts, the other is in the holy place, so let's begin with the table of showbread, the table of showbread is located to our right along the north side of the tabernacle, directly across from from and illuminated by the golden lampstand so the bread is illuminated pay attention this is for your own meditation the bread is illuminated by the golden lampstand remember there was no other source of light in the holy place other than the golden lampstand there was no other source but from the golden lampstand but from the menorah the light from it is reflected off the walls that are made of bolts of acacia wood. Yes, an acacia wood or sheeting was used because it was strong, it was durable and it was pest resistant. So most of the most of the artifacts, but for the labor or the lava and the menorah had sheeting in it because of its durability. And because it was pest resistant. So the table, light from it is reflected off the walls that are made of boards of acacia wood overlaid with pure, pure gold, and the ceiling that is made, and the ceiling that is made of colored fine linen with pictures of cherubim or cherubim. Or cherubim. By the way, we don't say cherubims, okay? Cherubims is tautology you either say kerubim or cherubim bim the i am sound makes it plural so singular is kerub or kerub. kerub is anglicized or you can say cherub if you want to know more about cherubs maybe some other time we'll talk about angels from a hebraic perspective remember my subject is hebraic studies biblical hebrew studies nothing else okay that is what i am into that is what i believe i have been called to do. so let me take it again the light from it is reflected of the walls that are made of boards of acacia wood overlaid with pure gold and the ceiling that is made of colored fine linen with pictures of the cherubim that is angels that guard god's throne in heaven sown on them so you can read more about that about that in exodus 26 verse 1 to 26 just as the priest could not see the bread without illumination of the golden lampstand we cannot see god's provision for our lives without the illumination of the holy spirit so 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 in our walk of life in our walk in christ we we are practically blind without illumination by the holy spirit it's the lights it's lights from the holy spirit that tells us what to do how to appoint our days today i remember sharing something with my very good friend she knows herself <laughs> about the word manna about appointing our days and it's curious to know that the word manna is also used in jonah in the book of jonah for the time where god bkjV says god prepared uh, big fish yes that's where this manna to appoint so it was like God appointed <laughs> God appointed a huge fish to swallow Jonah and, and and God appointed a tree to cover Jonah and God appointed <laughs> it's funny but it's, it's thought-provoking if you ask me God sent a worm to destroy the tree God appointed a worm to destroy the tree. One cannot a man cannot a man cannot appoint his beast without the light or the illumination of the Holy Spirit. That is my point here. The gold over the gold overlaid walls sorry the gold overlaid wall boards are held together and kept from touching the earth by a solid silver block block like foundation at their base. So The base wasn't supposed to touch the earth. Pure gold represents God's holiness, which cannot touch sin, which cannot touch the ground. And silver represents the price for redemption. So you can read more about the silver for our redemption in Numbers. In the book of Hebrew, we call Numbers Bemidbar, And Bemidbar means in the wilderness, Bemidbar. So, let me go over again. I think I've said this in previous episodes. He, uh, Genesis is called Breshit, Exodus is called Shemot. Leviticus is called Vayikra, and Numbers is called Bemidbar, and Deuteronomy is called... Deuteronomy is called Devarim. Those words are picked from the first words. In those books, that's how Torah portions are named. You can go back and listen to the episode on Torah portions and Shabbat. And by the way, I have a new Instagram page. My Facebook page that is Maim Chaim has is, is now on Instagram, and the handle is Maim Chaim 469. Anyone who knows me well should know what 469 represents. <laughs> so, Maim Chaim 469. That is the handle, and I've already posted something, something I shared with folks today about something I, something the spirit of the Lord showed me about the menorah and the Hebrew word emet. Actually, I was I was I was meditating on the word emet, and suddenly the menorah appeared before me, and the voice was like, "Go on, justice, go on." And then they click, so you can you can look at that post on my Facebook page, Mayim Chaim, or you can Maim Chaim is Mayim M A I M A Y I M Chaim C H A Y M. That's on Facebook and on Instagram, Mayim Chaim four six nine. So Mayim M A Y I M Chaim C H A Y I M four six nine. One word. You can look up those and just follow our pages okay for more hebraic insights so let's continue symbolically this I'm continuing I'm continuing from the point where I said that the where I said that the that the boards of the wall boards of the tabernacle wasn't supposed to touch the ground so symbolically, this tells the story of our mediator Jesus, the God-man making a way for fallen man, that is death, fallen man is death, to connect back to God the Father, pure gold, by becoming our payment for redemption. Silver. I take it again. Symbolically, this tells the story of our mediator Jesus, the God-man making a way for fallen man, that who is death, who is death. Connect back to God the Father who is pure gold by becoming our payment for redemption silver. So you can read more on that. You can read more on that. In First Timothy 2, verse 5, and in Hebrews 9 15. It also represents that the foundation of our lives and the church is the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. This is where I get a big hallelujah. <laughs> My producer just shouted hallelujah with her with her cute voice (laughs) Well Well, if you haven't seen it yet so far in our discussions the whole tabernacle and the surrounding structures are about Jesus It's about him. It's about messiah. It's about Messiah. It's about Mashiach. It's about Christ It's about our high priest in heaven So, back to the table of showbread. The table is made of acacia wood and is overlaid with pure gold, like I said initially. It has rings on each, con- in, on each corner for inserting the gold-covered gold acacia wood poles that are used to carry it. So, because the tabernacle was always moving, because it's, it was the moving presence of God, there had to be... There had to be... There had to be poles on each of the furniture, okay, to 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 for it to be lifted by the Kohanim and the Levite or the priests. Remember, not uh, not all Levites were priests, but all priests were Levites. The Levites were <coughs> the sons of Aaron. Aaron and the sons were the priests. They were in charge mainly of. They were they were supposed to be. They were supposed to be the custodians of the tabernacle whereas the other levites helped in minor duties such as carrying the furniture in the tabernacle i think one day i'll have to go deeper into the song Dodi because i'm tempted to sing as, as he's playing in the background maybe one day i'll take five minutes of the time to talk about why i really really love lecha Dodi. anyways let's proceed there there are plates bowls pitchers, and cups all made of pure gold 12 small cakes of unleavened bread were placed on it in two stacks of six each so you should i should think you know stacks i I, I am a programmer, and I don't want to define a stack from a programming perspective. But they were in two two stacks of six each. Okay, each one representing a tribe of Israel. There was one cake representing each of the twelve tribes of Israel. The cakes remained on the table for seven days, and then are eaten by Aaron and his sons at the table. On the Shabbat after they are replaced by fresh bread so they were eaten by Aaron and his sons the priests after they were replaced by fresh bread or after they were replaced with fresh bread remember the bread had to be eaten together with the other priests at the table of showbread in the holy place for the bread was Kadosh was holy The so- the solid gold plates were used for the cakes of bread the solid gold bowls the solid gold bowls contain the frankincense that was sprinkled on the bread using using solid gold spoons that is in exodus 25 29 the gold the silver gold pitcher and the cups contain wine 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 sets me on a mystical mood you know my producer said yes we all know. shut up justice (laughs) she can be funny sometimes so showbread literally means that bread that will cause god to show up it will cause god's face to show up remember last week i said that if you want to compliment a lady because she's pretty you just say shine up on him there you compliment him. so my producer has a shine up for she's she's a shine up please don't tell i said that symbolically Jesus is our bread our provision that those that partake of him will receive life will receive Chaim for he is the Lechem Chaim the living bread so funny story on Saturday I was with my producer in our church auditorium and I asked her <laughs> <laughs> I first asked her I know she's going to kill me please don't tell her I'm saying that so I asked her where was she says one for when she got scared and she said she doesn't remember I knew she was scared because she was she was of the opinion that I would I would tell her no that jesus was born somewhere else so she refrained from answering the question and i told her yes jesus was born in bethlehem and i showed her a funny history it's not that funny it's not it's not that deep, but if you think about it it's deep saying lechem chaim here the living bread just brought this so i told her beth bethlehem or bethlehem is English but in Hebrew the town was called Beth Lechem Beth, Lechem. Beth is or Bait is house and Lechem is bread so the whole town was called the house of bread and then I asked them who is the bread of life he said Jesus and then I asked her again where was Jesus born and then she started smiling because she got the revelation there so the bread of life was born in the house of bread so bread is like life to us we are not we are we are fully sustained by bread could it be the reason why he decided to give bread as his body to us it's food for thought okay that's up to you, you can add that to your meditations and if something pops up you can shout hallelujah afterwards ah. So where was I? So showbread literally means the bread that will cause God to show up. Symbolically Jesus is our bread, our provision that those who partake, that those that partake of him will receive life. The frankincense represents our prayers to God. The wine is symbolic of blood which represents life and it was poured out as an offering. You can read more about the wine offering or the libation offering in Leviticus 17 11 and in first Corinthians 11 25 realize the fire of God never never falls unless there's a sacrifice of something costly to the giver on the altar which reminds me one day I'm going to talk about the tamid sacrifices okay and how how, how we see Messiah remember every activity in the tabernacle points to Jesus so one day I'll talk about the timing sacrifices and how it relates to us and to Jesus and even to our walk furthermore God measures our giving oh where was I realize the fire of God never falls unless there's a sacrifice of something costly to the giver on the altar furthermore God measures your giving not by what you give but rather by what you withhold. You can read more about that in Mark 12, verse 41 to 44. Therefore, the table of showbread contains the following message for us today. When we priests, again, we are all called to be priests, but how many of us have received our, how many of us have, have, have decided to live consciously that we are priests? All believers are called to be priests when we priests come together in unity and prayer in unity and prayer to partake of jesus our one bread of life and pour out our lives as a sacrificial offering then god will show up he will show us his glory as my hebrew my jewish friends say his shekhinah will dwell with us (laughs) i hope you are getting the revelation out of this because i am i am drinking of 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 wine of of, of thick wine furthermore the table not only represents our union with christ but our union with but our unity with others echad echad shima israel oh one day i'm going to talk about the Shema. <laughs> one day i'm looking for a day to talk about that one as well i have a lot to talk about I do have a lot to talk about. <laughs> God willing, I'll talk about all of that. Furthermore, this table not only represents our union with Christ, but our union with others. The cakes are stacked six high, and adjacent to one another. In the Bible, in the Bible, six is man's number. So it represents man in harmony with man. Whenever we come together in unified we come together unified in prayer in Jesus' name, then God's oil, his shaman. I'm going to talk about the oil as well. The Holy Spirit will begin, will flow down from the head of the church, that is Jesus, to the entire body. To the entire body. You can read more about that in psalms 133 which begins behold how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity and you can read again you can read again in acts you can read more in acts 4 verse 24 to 31 realize that it's impossible to get along with one another consistently in the church, without the anointing of the Holy Spirit, he is the oil that reduces the friction between fellow Christians. Regrettably, very very few Christians in our churches today have the anointing that abides within, that abides within, realized by sorry released by God to come upon them. Figuratively, they are still outside the tabernacle, admiring the brazen altar, but not laying their lives on it are not laying down their lives on it so they just look at the fire and admire it (laughs) they look at others and admire what they have but they won't want to lay their lives down clean themselves and enter the holy place no more no wonder we spend too much time giving one another mercy at the brazen at the brazen altar we are identified with suffering we identify with the suffering jesus endured when he redeemed us at the cross This was a suffering we could not endure for a price we could not pay. However, however, at the table of showbread, we enter into a fellowship of Jesus' suffering that we can and must learn to overcome. It is a suffering that will teach us to obey God no matter the circumstances and form the character of Christ. And form the. Sorry, let me take it again. It is a suffering that will teach us to obey God, no matter the circumstance, and form the character of Christ in our lives. This suffering will be inversely proportional to our level of obedience, (laughs) inversely proportional. Realize, it is the love of God that compels him to judge, to judge it right for this suffering to come into our lives. He loves us too much to live. As in our fallen condition in the light of the availability of having our character conformed to that of Jesus So closing remarks on the table However, this is not Referring to self-imposed suffering based on unwise choices, but but rather suffering That is divinely orchestrated to accomplish God's purpose of making us like Jesus in obedience and character. Suffering is, repre- Suffering is what is represented by the stale unleavened bread eating with bitter frankincense upon it. It is the call to pick up your cross daily and deny yourself what the world is profusely offering, the temporary pleasures of sin. It is at the table of showbread that we die to being led by our emotions. That is, we learn to cause our emotions to follow our will and not vice versa. And when I say our will, that's of Hashem. So, I hope you got something. I would want to proceed to the next thing. And by the way, if you can hear the song playing in the background, that is, Jesus, Your Love by Christine DiMarco. I love her so much because she has a very heavy voice. Kind of like how my producer sings. But she sings better than Christine. <laughs> Please don't tell her I said that. I'm really enjoying today's podcast. And my cherishlessness are the reason why I'm enjoying it. I hope they continue listening to this podcast and I believe personally that we will go bigger and the whole world will hear our message soon so uh, continue supporting us in prayer so let's proceed to the next subject on the bill, the golden altar of incense. The golden altar of incense. So we've learnt about the we 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 looked at the outer court. We've learnt about the artifacts there and we've learnt about the two, sorry we've learnt about two of the three artifacts in the holy place. Now we are about learning about them. We are about learning the third. And next week hopefully we are going to enter into the most holy place which is where God dwells. That's where his presence dwells. That is where he expects each and every one of us to be. And we'll look at that this time the revelation is going to be really intense so as you listen to the podcast i would suggest next week that you take notes because the teaching in the most holy most holy place is very deep i mean chipping a lot especially from young people and marriage and why women are very special in marriage so you can't afford to miss that if you've missed any of my episodes this episode is worth listening to and I hope you make time for it. So now let's proceed to the last artifact in the holy place. The golden altar of incense located directly in front of the veil that leads to the Holy of Holies or the Most Holy Place. At the west end of the holy place stands the golden altar of incense when i saw the west and i i remembered something i've been studying about the east-west continuum everything is referenced from the east and culminates at the west like with the tabernacle everything it's it's from the east first so you enter the tabernacle from the east and make your way to the west just as the sun rises from the east and sets at the west it's thought you should know that there it's a circle, okay? Like earth let's take Earth for instance. Earth is spherical. And remember I I subscribe to the cycles theory that I see everything to be a cycle, I see everything to be in circles. When you take the earth, the earth is spherical. We have the north pole and the south pole. So yes, but we don't have the east pole and the west pole. Have you ever wondered why we don't have those? So, with the north and south, you can tell the distance between the north and the south. But you can't really tell the distance between the east and the west. Because it's a circle and the earth keeps spinning. So, at one point, point A will be west, point B will be east. So, finding the distance will be something. Something really difficult to achieve. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. It is no wonder the Bible says... That as far as the east is from the west, so will I keep your. So will I. Why he talked about sin, why he says you take sin away from us, as far as the east is from the west. That was what he meant. We can't really tell the distance between the east and the west because the earth is always spinning. I'm sure God, well, he's God, he's supposed to know. <laughs> he, he knows that the earth is spherical. That's why he made that statement through the prophets. So let's proceed. It was just by the way, in this it is also made of acacia wood and overlaid with pure gold. It is smaller than the brazen altar in the outer court, measuring about one and a half feet square and three feet high. It is transported by two poles, like I said with the table of showbread. By two poles inserted in two rings, gold rings. Attached to the corners of the altar. The altar is used to burn incense in the morning and evening. So that the fragrance was continually rising to God, rising up to God. When the morning batch of the incense was exhausted, the evening batch was lit. The incense represents the, sin, the prayers of sin. The incense represents the prayers of The continual burning of incense depicts praying without ceasing. No other sacrifice, no other sacrifices were offered on this altar of gold only the sweet-smelling incense. Then annually the blood of atonement was to be put on the horns. Again, this blood on the horns of the altar is symbolic of the power of Jesus' blood to save even to the four corners of the earth. That is, this altar is available to all, not just some elite group of Christians. Note, this altar is not made of bronze, which is symbolic of judgment. That is the golden altar is not about paying the price for sin but rather praying but rather praying the price for intimacy with god pure gold is symbolic of the divinity of god the golden altar of incense is the closest piece of furniture to the entrance of the holy of holies therefore it is the nearest to the heart of god as we wait before god talk with him long for god we are drawing near to his presence this ministry of of intercession is the last ministry prior to going beyond the veil into the presence of god those that arrive at the golden altar of incense have become phase four i like to call them phase four christians They have advanced from a lower level to a higher level So, they are of a higher order. The golden altar of incense is the closest piece of furniture. Sorry, I've read that already. Remember, we identified with Jesus' suffering and death at the brazen altar, participated in his sufferings at the table of showbread. But now we must participate in his death. It's a divine participation via the final surrender of our will. At the golden altar of incense, we finally understand in our spiritual hearts that the only reason we live is to accomplish his will. That is, at the golden altar of incense, we choose to lay down our eternal purpose and pick up Jesus's. Consequently, the golden altar of incense represents the will of man. It is here that we resolutely decide. From now on. It will not be my will, but God's will be done. (laughs) At this phase, our journey, our spiritual journey, is to conform us to Jesus' death. This is not referring to physical death, which we must all experience at the end of our time on earth. This is the death to self that Jesus modeled when he willingly set aside his position as God in heaven over this whole universe with millions of angels waiting on and worshipping him and became the god-man servant on earth that humbled himself to the point of dying on the cross for us during his time on earth jesus only did what our father our heavenly father showed him to do or spoke only what he asked him to speak he did this so flawlessly that to see jesus was to see god our father so sorry he did this so flawlessly, that to see Jesus was to see what God our Father is like. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Furthermore, this is why he called the word sorry, this is why he's called the word because there's no difference between the words that the Father is saying and what Jesus is doing. <laughs> Similarly, we are to die to self, die to disobedience or sin in every area of our lives. Jesus referred to this as picking up our cross daily. Note that just design, desiring to save our life even if we don't save it will cost us will cost, will cost us living his life or rather Jesus living his life through us. Furthermore, we must successfully complete the higher face. Complete the higher face. Or we will never experience the joy of Jesus living His life through us, which is another face. Okay, I have them in faces. Our faces, our walk in Christ is in faces. That is how I see things. The golden altar of incense is symbolic of the ministry of Jesus as our great high priest, always offering intercession for his sins. When Jesus died on the cross, the veil of the temple in Jerusalem was supernaturally torn in two from top to bottom. This was to show us that a new way had been created to access the Heavenly Father by Jesus. The veil in the temple represented that our flesh, our fleshly bodies or The veil in the temple represented that our flesh bodies limited our access to God who is spirit and can only be worshipped in spirit and in truth. However, Jesus paid for our sin on the cross to enable establishing a new covenant with God the Father for us. This new covenant gives Christians a new spirit that is alive unto God the Father, allowing us to appear before him in prayer. So, the summary, I know this, I hope it hasn't been boring, if you didn't get it, you can go back and listen to it over again. Interestingly, in the Old Testament, the golden altar of incense is in the holy place in front of the veil, and now in the New Testament, it is said to be on the other side of the veil, in the most holy place, aka the holy of holies. You can read about that in Hebrews 9 verse 3. This represents the purpose of the altar of incense. Prayer here results in Jesus our great High Priest, ushering us into the presence of God the Father. So when we pray as as believers, as believers of Messiah, as we pray, we are ushered into the presence of God. It is a Christian, you no, know, it is at the, it is at the altar of incense that we lay down our wills having learned to yield to the holy spirit in prayer that will pass it is it is at this phase that we, we yield ourselves in prayer by the holy spirit and then we are ushered into god's presence remember god has promised that if we draw near him he will draw near to us james 4 verse 8 so at this juncture i would want to i hope you've been blessed I would want to bring this week's episode to a close and prepare for next week's mega episode on the Tabernacle. Yes, I'm sure this is my shortest episode, but I hope you got all that I said concerning the concerning the table of showbread. Even though I didn't go deeper, I didn't want to go deep because I have a lot to share on the Ark. And I didn't want to split this episode into two, so I jumped everything into one to make room for next week's episode on the arc. Because the arc, as small as it is, is very huge. I don't want to call it small, sorry if I use that. But it's very huge, just talking about the arc takes months. That is if you really know what you are talking about. But I hope to do that in at least one episode i hope you've been blessed so far and i hope to catch you next week so i leave you with this song you know i love Lechado Di but today let me play me hamoha for you so same time next week shalom